there's some things, fundamental things, that tackling takeaways, ball disruption, and pursuit. And that's what we're going to be about. Tackling takeaways, ball disruption. You, know, you have to be a good tackling defense to be a good defense. Takeaways are the number one way to limit points. Uh, ball disruption is um, making the offense play not on time. You know, we're, we're, we're taking away a, a running lane or making a ball bounce or disrupting the quarterback. And then pursuit, you know, we'll put our guys in the best positions for them to have success. And then ultimately we will have success on defense and as a team. Style of defense that runs the ball, you know, that goes and hunts the ball, you know, and just put the pressure on the offense. You know, that's just what that, that we feel that we can bring. It's just the style that we want to play. And so uh, we feel that, you know, when we talk to, to uh, Coach Peterson and, you know, compliments what we're doing on offense. And, and we want to be very complimentary to the other side of the ball and, and um, you know, get them the ball as much as possible. And Trevor, and, you know, because they've got a lot of talent over there and they're very good. And so, look, we just want to do our job and get the ball back to them uh, as many times as possible. And when we do that, we'll win a lot of games. 1010XL 92.5 FM presents Jaguars Today with your hosts, Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, Tom McManus, and Hold my pocket. Dylan Denmark. All right, good morning, everybody. We made it to another Friday through the full week. Tommy Max in studio. Nothing cheap, nothing deep. <laughs> I thought that was the uh, motto of this show. We don't go too deep on anything. That sounds like right? the title of a dirty movie to me. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's like, that was if great. you think about it, I don't want to go too far down this yeah, road. Right. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. I didn't mean to lead you there. Then, I'm just not going to follow you. There right? you go. <laughs> so there you you're, go. You're, you're nothing not, cheap, you're nothing not deep. Wrong. I like it. All right. There you go. That's uh, Ryan Nielsen who spoke yeah. yesterday. Uh, Tony as, uh, mm-hmm. has been going around social media. He won the press conference. Damn it. They all do. But, you know, I mean – how bad does it have to be to lose your introductory yeah. press conference? Like, thinking through it, I can't remember an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, head coach being introduced at one of these and coming away from it thinking, oh, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Like, at least not here. Awful. I think there were a lot of people that reacted to Campbell's opening press conference in Detroit like, this guy's a psycho. Right. You know, like, there right. were people yes. that reacted that way yeah. to it. I was just like, all right. Yeah. Sounds like a very passionate head coach yeah. to me. But yeah, people are going to react however they want to. I didn't even react to Urban's press conference when he got introduced here as a, oh, no. Like no. It was, I felt the way I felt about right. him. I watched the press conference and went, sounds like a head coach. Okay. Yeah, usually the, the memorable press conferences come – after like a stinging defeat or your team is spiraling out of control, something like that. You know, Jim Mora with the playoffs deal and Singletary, you know, I need winners. Mm -hmm. I can't win with them. Yeah. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't have it. (laughs) Whatever he said, I don't know. But uh, Ryan Nielsen, uh, nothing cheap, nothing deep. Right. And it was interesting. We'll hear, we're not going to get into it in the the first few moments here, but we'll hear from some of this audio. Uh, We'll play some of this audio for you. Throughout the course of the show today, you probably heard a lot of it. Uh, if you're in the listening audience right now, if you've been paying attention to 1010XL for the last um, 20-something hours or whatever, but, you know, it really talked, I thought, Tom, about um, it seemed like almost the – we always think – we know pressure and coverage work hand-in-hand, hand, but I think most people think pressure leads to better coverage, right? Because you get that pressure quick, they got to get the ball out quick, you don't have to cover as long – he seemed to go almost the opposite direction. We want it tight on the outside, even when we're in zone, because I think that drives people crazy. Why are you giving guys 10-yard cushions when 
it's like third and eight, right? And you can complete a pass, and even if you're short of the sticks, you turn yeah. around and you got a great chance to move that. So he seems like the kind of guy that's putting a premium on outside coverage, yeah. helping that pass rush. Well, along. then you 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 better have some uh, corners that can get up there, obviously and disrupt it. Do we have that? You know, is, is Tyson Camp? Maybe he looks at Campbell and says, "You know what? I think he can be one of those kind of corners." I don't know, Darius Williams. If you keep him. Um, is he that guy too, right? Can he get up in the face and dictate? Can he, you know, read and react and, uh, you know, and, and blanket these guys? Cause you, that's what he's talking about. If I, if I got to, if I can make that quarterback double pump, right? The timing's off. He's not going to throw it. Cause my guys are glued to the receiver. Yeah. Then that helps the rush. No doubt about that. But you, you got to have the personnel that can do that play in and play out. Cause that's a, that's a tall order especially with wide receivers today. Well, and you look at the corners that the Jags have. Nobody really under contract for the long term here. Yeah. Um, you know, and we've already focused on cornerback as a potential first-round position for this football team. Yeah. It's not, you know, you know. I'd look, be okay we, with that. We understand offensive line, yeah. wide receiver. There are a lot of needs. I know. You only have one pick in right. the middle of that round. There do seem to be a handful of corners that float around in these mock drafts. And now you got to wonder how accurate are the mock drafts at this stage? Mm -hmm. Are they getting the good intel on how NFL decision makers really feel? We'll get a little bit more clarity with the combine coming up in a few weeks here, but it may be a situation if you play your cards right and things fall a certain way, if that's what you're looking for to help your team, you might be able to trade back a few spots and which could help because you're probably going to be losing at least your third round pick. Oh, yeah. I mean, you are going to be right. losing at least your right. third round pick, even though you're going to get compensatory yeah. selections. Um, you'd like to have as much capital as possible heading into this draft and, and maybe not heading into it, but along the way, if you could pull a move like you did last year or a couple yep. move down two, three spots in total and pick up a, a couple of extra picks yep. um, could be a, a, you know, at least the depth, at offensive line and corner might lead you to some of those opportunities. And looking at PFF, they put out their list of the 150 top free agents, Mm -hmm. right? Just from across the league, uh, of the 150 they had on there, 11 of them them are corners. Okay. And just going a little bit deeper into that list, as I scroll down here, it looks like three of the top 10 free agents were corners and eight of the top 41 on okay. their list were cornerbacks as far as just available free agents with Kenny Moore coming in at 41 on that mm-hmm. list. So, yeah, I think you can find those answers in the draft, but I think there's the potential at least for the Jags to find somebody they like in free agency sure. to fill that gap and not right. have the pressure of, well, now we need to go corner at some point early in this draft. Not that you wouldn't, right? Right, but I think it at least gives them more flexibility, and I'm curious to see – where they do want to attack in free agency. We went through the list yesterday of the offensive free agents. Mm-hmm. We'll right? do defense today. Right, and half of them were offensive linemen. Yeah. And a bunch of them yeah. interior offensive linemen. Yeah. Like, there does seem to be answers potentially out there for teams that going into free agency need to be looking at those two positions of need. You know, for the Jags, yeah. whether it be interior offensive line or corner, there are – a variety of different yeah. directions you can go with trying to fill in the pieces for that kind of puzzle. There's, there's some interior D linemen, too, that could be available. I think free agency is a great way to, to build our defense. They've tried to, question. though. No, I, I mean, they, they've spent money on some of those type guys to mix yep. 
effect, you know, and, and so you're carrying a big number for Foley Fatakasi, for instance, even mm-hmm. if he's gone, you're right. only saving a couple million and, you know. Right, but I, I would, I, I mean, I hate to say this, but like even Roy Robertson Harris, you know, he was a free agent in Foley, even though he was their highest target. I always felt they were kind of like under the radar kind of guys, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, now granted, you look at these free agent lists, you don't know who's going to stay, you know, what's going to happen with their cards, yada, yada. But like, say the, the kid down in Miami, the Christian Wilkins kid, right? He's He could be a difference maker on I your interior defense. Huge difference maker. You know what I'm but... saying? Like, I didn't, when Foley was signed, I had to call people up in New York and be like, hey, what, tell me about Foley. What's he like? And they raved about him. Don't get me wrong. Um, but there's some interior D linemen, I think, that, man, you could land one of them. Uh, you know, you're going to upgrade that that front seven right away, right off the bat. Oh, there's no doubt. You know, the, the question, can do how much money can no the right. Jags create in, yep. in salary cap space, how they want to allocate it, how much, you know, what's their approach? I mean, I feel like every day we got to discuss what's the approach to Josh Allen and Calvin Ridley until we have some clarity on what they're going to do. We all know yep. what would be preferable, get Allen done, lower the cap number this year, and have him locked up, and you have the franchise tag if you want to apply it to, right. to Calvin Ridley. Agreed. And then here we go, you know. And then if you do get Calvin Ridley signed, even if it, you don't go the franchise tag route, because it's not impossible that they could franchise tag Josh Allen, get a deal done with Calvin Ridley after the start of the league year, not give up the second-round pick, and then still work out a deal with Allen later on in the summer. And if you get Ridley signed to a three- or four-year deal, I'm not saying you wouldn't draft wide receiver, but I don't know if that's – in yep. the mix in the first round at well, that point. So Mike Evans and Higgins, T. Higgins, they're probably and Michael going back. Pittman. And they're probably going back to their teams. That, that's what people assume so is going to happen. If that does yeah. happen, Ridley's probably number Arguably one. Arguably number one. Some people so think Marquise going, Brown okay, might be. Well, but, yeah, okay. but, but still, he's yeah, right there. He's right there, absolutely. Are you going to pay that number one free agent value? Is he going to want? You know somebody what I mean? is. Like, right, that's what I'm saying. That's has got to be worth it to somebody. It's a risk. For us is is what I'm it's saying. A risk without, for anybody though. No, without tagging them, it's a risk. Like someone oh, it's could a risk be like that somebody could come. You're going to lose it. Right, him. Like right. if you don't if you don't protect yourself, he could look. You may offer him a great deal. And he we wants know to play we know this now, right? It's 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 February 16th, and we're aware of this situation, right? So yeah. that means Trent Baalke has no excuse, right? If he applies the franchise tag to Josh Allen and doesn't get, you know, no doubt down the road on getting a long term deal done, I we mean, know with look, the circumstances. Think, think about other teams out there. What are they? Not knowing the inner lines that maybe we know, you know, look, there were there were miscues by Calvin, there were missed assignments, or yada yada. But what do they see? They're like, man, guy's been out of football for a year and a half, comes back his first year back, almost a thousand yards, thousand yards, eight touchdowns. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. I, with I'll the see, drops, right? Like he had that production yeah. with, with the, the drops. You know, by right. the way, yeah. if Mike Evans was here, we'd be talking about how many drops Mike Evans has because yeah. he, he dropped he, a bunch of passes too, right? Fair. I mean, yeah. I, I've seen Mike Evans drop multiple touchdowns, yeah. and and Mike Evans is a great player, Hall of Famer. I want him. I'll yeah. take him right, right now. Right? No I mean, it goes. Look, I'd like a guy who never drops a pass. Yeah, correct. But I, you know, playmaking makes up for. Deficiencies. I look at Calvin last year. Now I'm I'm thinking, okay, year two with Doug, and they straighten some things out. He could be, you know, twelve touchdowns. He could be twelve hundred yards. And Trevor I mean, Lawrence certainly wants it back. Why you know, wouldn't he? I, I know. If I'm Trevor. I want, want every weapon back. I can. I'd protect it as best I could. All right. Today uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk a lot about defense with uh, Ryan Nielsen speaking yesterday. We'll go through some of that audio and uh, get our reaction. And you're welcome to weigh in with yours as well to what you heard. But today's Chad and Sandy real estate question today: a simple one-click poll starting to shape up. It's a little bit closer 
early on, uh, but this goes to what you think they're going to do with Cam Robinson this offseason. We're asking, who do you think starts the most games at left tackle for the Jaguars next season? See, I did it this way. I was going to ask, who opens the season as a starting left tackle? Ooh, okay, yeah, And right. I think more people would probably still vote for Cam, but at least this way you realize, well, you know, Cam did get suspended and no, got right. injured, and so right. he missed eight games last year. Right. So even if he is your left tackle, does that mean he starts the most games? At least there's a percentage of time that uh, that would be the case that he's on the team and still not that guy. But who starts the most games at left tackle for the Jags? Will it be Robinson? Will it be Walker Little? Will it be Anton Harrison? Or will it be somebody else? Because there is a world. I'm not saying it's likely, but – if you're sitting there and you've moved off the of Cam Robinson to save that salary cap space and you've allocated yep. it to maybe Ezra Cleveland or whomever, and you're sitting there at 17 and you got a guy who's a great left tackle prospect that's on the board, yep. and that way you don't have to move on Tom Harrison if you're happy with what he did there. I think, as you said, Tom, he could play either side. Yep. But uh, so anyway, uh, one click vote on that one. Got nearly 200 in on that already and uh, posted that uh, less than an hour ago. So uh, you factor in. Cam's like if they restructure, you know what I mean? Or that, just, you factor in anything matter. you want. Doesn't matter. Who okay. starts the most of games the seventeen for, games, right? right? And it could be Cam under a restructured deal. Yep. Could be Cam under this deal. Yeah. Could be Cam on a contract extension that lowers the cap okay. number. Same thing as a re- you know restructure. Yep. Basically, it could be someone other than Cam. Obviously, right. I mean Cam could be here, and I guess there's a tiny percent chance that he's playing right tackle. Right, I I would presume if Cam Robinson's on this team, he's their if left tackle. They rework tackle. the deal that he's playing. Like yeah, that. he's yeah, their I left agree. tackle, and that's that's how it will be. Yep. And that you know, but I'm just covering all the bases mm-hmm. out there, so you can vote accordingly how you see fit. Seven uh, percent right now saying someone else is the Ooh, guy who starts juicy. the most games at left tackle for yeah. this team this year. Uh, didn't expect that to get a whole lot of run. Uh, we'll get into CBS Sports ranking of the top 25 defensive free agents. Uh, no surprise that Josh Allen is. Very highly regarded yeah, yeah, on that list. In fact, the number one pure edge rusher on there. So we'll get into that as we go along. But we'll today hear a bunch from new Jaguars defensive coordinator Ryan Nielsen. If you want to be a part of the program, 641-1010 on the All-Pro Roofing phone lines or on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. You can hit us up on social media at MD underscore 1010XL, at 1010XL Fat Tony, at Meathead 55, and at 1010XL Denmark. Hold my pocket. You got your putting ball today, Pockets? I do. Pockets likes to putt with a particular Oh, is that ball. right? Yeah, nice. Highly illegal. Do you golf, speak? But we don't, we don't really play by the rules. Oh, it so. is illegal. Well, I mean, you're supposed to hit your ball, whatever ball it is. Yeah, you're supposed to play your ball throughout the at least the whole. And you're not, you know, you're supposed to play the same brand. Like, you can't switch brands. You can't oh, switch. Geez, man, if, I, you're, if you're like playing like right, the right. official rules of golf. Right. I, I know play winter rules. No amateur. It's, uh, what Ken Brady and I, our sales manager, say, it's always winter somewhere, Tom. That's right. Right now, you know, right? I so, agree. You know, sometimes we go South American rules on it at, yep. at various times. And, uh, you know. You got to roll it. You got you got to do what you got to do. Have you seen a better drive than the one I hit on eighteen? Uh, it was a damn date, good one to, to date? date. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually, yeah, Mark Watson, our oh, ball he's creative. A beast, yeah, he it's I bet he can kill it. Mile, I bet. Uh, he used to have that little undersized club. You know, it was like yeah, yeah, the well, hybrid, it was like thirty something. Well, it looked like a hybrid. It was oh. actually a driver. Okay, it was that. That's how old it was. So small. He used to hit that like three hundred on occasion. Wow. Then he finally just got like a you know full. 460 cc driver head, you know, and bang that thing out there. And uh, nice. <laughs> uh, Mike Del Rocco 
too. Okay. Um, who's, uh, I believe, multiple time champ over at San Jose, man. Yes. That, that dude, that dude could some top three. It. Top five, three. Five, no, top five. Dude, t- McManus, you hit. McManus was going to hit. Uh, we're playing Jack's Golf and Country Club, I think it was. Yeah. I, I've only played that Me course a couple times. Yeah, Frank yeah. was there. And, like, I guess the water kind of pinches <laughs> in as you get towards the green, and you're yeah. like, should I hit the five wood here? I'm like, Tom, are you going for your personal best? Hit the damn driver. <laughs> you ridiculous, man. <laughs> you're like, at that point, I mean, were you protecting a subpar round? No. Right. Hit the driver. You smoked it through the gap. Right down and, the middle. Uh, and, well, and it, then kind it of. rolled off yeah. into, like, some pine straw on the left. Right. And you hit it. I remember you hit a little chip to, like, five feet and yeah. made it. And I birdied it. You did. Yeah, that's you right. made it. But, yeah, uh, yeah the, the sound the ball makes coming off McManus's uh, club face is yeah. – is, and, and uh, into your window. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying, God, quite frankly. All right, uh, we are ready to roll on this Friday, so let's dig in to your Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll hear from Ryan Nielsen, their D coordinator. Coming up next, this is Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. It's today on 1010XL. That's Jaguars Today. Today. I didn't mean to hit, hit the off button. It's all good, man. Today it it is today on 1010XL. It is. It's Jaguars today as well. Today today's a great day. Did you read the USA Today today? Today could be the greatest day you've ever known. It's the first day of the rest of my life. (laughs) I know that, Tom. (laughs) That's right. And it's the first day of my weekend. That's right. You playing golf? Uh, Playing today with pockets. I hear it's going to rain. Not today. All weekend. Tomorrow. Oh yeah. Uh, Ken Brady told me in the the bathroom. Oh, did he? Yeah. He gave you the update, weather update. Well, he said, hey, great weather. I was like, yeah, how's the weather going to be this weekend? He was washing his hands. There is a wall between us for the record. But, uh, yeah, he's like, it's supposed to rain. They're moving Daytona back. I'm like, what? Are they? I didn't know that. Are they delaying it, delaying it, maybe. Oh, okay, later in the day. Some big news. Kind of thing. I guess it's going to rain. That would be. I always look at it like this. You never know what Mother Nature's going to do, man. You don't know what she's going to do. She's going to show Many up a time, it's been like 80-plus percent chance of rain, and I don't get rained on during yeah. golf. I don't know. I think Bunnell sits in a little weather vortex down yeah. there sometimes. It's kind of the opposite of, like, Southampton, Tony, like mm-hmm. uh, 210. There are times when it is bone dry in the state of Florida, and it's raining on 210. Yeah, oh, yeah. right. <laughs> you know, and oh, – yeah. uh, it goes the other way with Bunnell. Like, it'll be pouring at my house, and uh, we play a, this course down there yeah. sometimes and yeah. just take that 25-minute drive, and it's like, huh. Yeah. Mother my Kels up in Mass, they, they, like, you're going to get 12 inches of snow. They shut down school and everything. They didn't get a drop. Mm. <laughs> Ain't that yeah. wild? There we go. We've broken down the weather for you That's here right. on, on <laughs> the, Jaguars the poor, today. The moral today. of the story is Mother Nature going to do what she wants. <laughs> yeah, she is. All Don't right. Uh, let's get to Ryan Nielsen. That's Flip what we're going to do. Though. All right. These mothers are going to hear from Ryan Nielsen All right. right now. Jaguars defensive coordinator. That's a solid name, isn't it? Ryan Nielsen? Yeah. So like, sounds like somebody you grew up with. Does it? I don't right. know. Kind sure. of Ryan if Nielsen. If you knew a guy named Ryan Nielsen, it <laughs> certainly does. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I exactly like that. I don't think I do, but it just sounds like you, someone you'd know from the neighborhood. All right, what do you think of the mustache? Are you a fan of the mustache? I don't, I don't know. I could care less. People really. go Smash. crazy about a guy with a filled-out mustache. Yeah, I know. Everyone's going crazy. This is the best fit of all time. It's going to be unbelievable. People just have wait. gone crazy. All just right. wait. Uh, Ryan Nielsen went so crazy, he thought Jacksonville was an attractive destination. I kid, I kid. Uh, what made the Jaguars and this job an attractive one for Ryan Nielsen? Let's listen. Well, a lot of things. Um, so really, you know, when you, when you start looking at an opportunity, you look at the people in the building. 
you look at the head coach. Uh, coach Peterson um, did not know him personally before this, but you do your research and um, you talk to people that have worked with him, know him. I was fortunate to be on a staff that had a coach that had worked for Coach Peterson before, and um, he said some unbelievable things about him. And then you started calling around just a couple of guys, just, you know, you, you want to check, in, and it's so important that you work with good people, and, and we're so close in this thing, and we spend so many hours a day away from our families with these men in here, and, and you, you want to be around good people. And so that was the first thing. Um, and then Trent, you know, you hear the same things, you know, and so you start working your way down. Uh, Mr. Khan, the owner, I mean, you know, what's the organization about? How is the owner? And then didn't know that they built the facility. And then you start doing the roster research and you kind of know a little bit. But then as you start digging into this thing, you're like, you know what? This is a great place. This is a place that, that we want to bring our family to and be a part of. This is a place that we want to help take the next step. Um, and so, you know, when we kind of looked at the whole package and everything that was going on, it was there was no doubt this is where we wanted to be. I feel like, and, and maybe this is just me reading things into this, like he, oh, my God, Doug Peterson, are you kidding me? Like, they're like, this guy is unbelievable. Didn't know him personally, did a lot of research, went on and on, loved Doug, everything's great. And Trent, too. Trent, I got, I got a lot. Of, <laughs> I don't know. I hope. I, who knows, man? I don't know. You know, but people do say, I, I say people, media people, like people who cover the Niners, they, they're not big, bulky fans, whatever, and... You know, Trent Baalke, he can't get deals done. He's got no friends in the league. He's got this. No one's coming to defend Trent and yep. all this. Well, yep. I mean, I would think if you, if the situation's that bad, and Ryan Nielsen was a guy that Atlanta felt strong enough to initially protect before they saw what direction they wanted to go with their coaching staff after Arthur Smith got fired, that if it was like, man, look. You're going to get more opportunities. You know, you're a young guy. You did a good job. Atlanta's defensive metrics improved. I'd be very careful about going to work with Trent Baalke. Or maybe it's a case of, hey, you know what? You can't be picky. There are only 26, or I'm uh, sorry, 32 of these jobs out there. It could it's be a great that. Gig. I'm not right. It is a great gig. Yeah, any yeah. any defensive coordinator job. It's a great job. Absolutely. It's phenomenal. So yeah. I, I'd like to believe that, that there are people out there going, hey, you know what? Yeah, Trent Baalke, I've dealt with him. He's fine. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, look again. If if I think Trent's reputation amongst media people is different than maybe people that have not all people, but some people that have worked with him. Maybe right? so. If he's that bad, I mean, come on, Mister Khan's a smart guy. You think like, you know what I mean? If he's that bad and that tough to work with, wouldn't you be like, all right, listen, we got to get rid of this guy. He's kind of a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, doesn't seem like there's many rifts going on inside the organization. You know, you don't hear – I mean, you heard uh, uh, Press Taylor, you know, where, where Balky right. said, oh, you know, I don't, you heard they don't agree on that, but you don't hear a lot of – like and him and Doug not getting along. Or it, it's him not okay along to disagree, people. by the way. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, I mean, absolutely. in the end, Doug Peterson, Tony, has to have the final say. Press Taylor's still here. I'm not saying yeah. that I'm happy that he's here or not. You know what? But it's clearly Doug's decision on the coaching staff. Right. Uh, as much as people wanted to push the narrative that – well, Nielsen's a bulky hire. He's not a Peterson hire. Yeah. He's kind of being forced on Doug Peterson. Whatever all that means. Yeah. And look, we've all made our positions clear on bulky and whether or not we would have kept him as the general manager. It's not like the entire city and fan base of Buffalo didn't make it very clear how they felt about Doug Marone or That's how right. stupid Jacksonville yep. was yep. for even bringing him in in any capacity and then making him the head coach. It's like, well, he's going to quit on you. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, we didn't see any of that. No, right. 
right? Like right. And a lot of that was personality with Doug. Right. And Doug was just so great, I thought, yeah. to work with. Oh, Doug yeah, Marone. You know, right. and, and the results cool. weren't what And we the bulky thing be. has been different. Like, I, I've i seen enough of bulky during his time in Jacksonville to say I'm ready to try something else. I yeah. am. I'm not trying to defend it the same way that I would the those kind of things with Marone based on the way that he was being attacked. But I right. do think, to some degree, it's – I don't really care what San Francisco still has to say about Trent Baalke. No, I don't either. We've no. seen what he's done here yeah. in Jacksonville. The time he's a couple of years ago in free agency, home run. Yeah, you know, right? look, I yeah, no, exactly, exactly. I just feel like I don't know. I don't look. I'm happy Ryan Nielsen is our defense coordinator. Now it's you know time to prove that he's the right, the right choice. It doesn't matter to me how he got here. Doug hired him, so. Doug feels like he's the right guy for the job. Let's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go. It doesn't matter to me how you feel about the owner. <laughs> Whatever. I'm glad you're here. If Doug thinks you're the right guy for the job, now let's go out there and prove it. And, and to be fair, like any DC, any any coordinator, any coach in this position, yep. going to heat praise on the head coach, going to heat praise on the GM, you the know, owner, the organization, the roster, everyone. I know the NFL man. I every and I it's great for radio cuz you get some sound and you can you can Talk about it, whatnot, but I don't even know why they parade them out there, to be honest with you. You know I, what I mean? I, I, I kind of get it, but I'm like. People are curious. He's a new guy. It's mm-hmm, a major position on the staff, you know, and uh, hell, for us, give me all the content we can get. <laughs> no, you know I know. What I mean? Like, I, know. I hope they bring him out I, again next purpose. week, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan Nielsen yesterday was also asked about one of the players that, look, it's been talked about since he got here. How are they going to use Trayvon Walker, right? Is he going to be hand in the dirt, defensive end? Is he a 3-4 outside linebacker? Will they move him inside more than we've seen them do that in his first couple of years in the league? And Nielsen was asked about how he plans to use Walker. Here's kind of our philosophy with the players is, is we're going to, put the player in a position that he can have success first over the scheme. And so we're going to evaluate everything that he does well. And then if he can rush inside, then we'll put him inside, Gene. If he's more of a better outside rusher, we'll keep him outside. Yes, we've evaluated those things, but 10 snaps is not enough to say that, yes, he can do that or he can't do that. And so we'll, we'll identify that once we get to OTAs. And, in, you know, and, and so it, it, the process is, is never ending, you know, and, and we'll – We'll put our guys in the best positions for them to have success, and then ultimately we will have success on defense and as a team. Yeah, that's great. We're all in alignment. <laughs> well, my only issue with that answer, honestly, yeah. is we'll find out in OTAs, right? Like, yeah. so what's your plan going into the draft? Like, if you if you think Trayvon Walker is going to be used fifty percent of the time as a defensive tackle, yeah. for instance, right? right? Th- does that lessen your need? Right to draft the defensive tackle, right? Whereas maybe you'd then be starting to look at edge rushers a little bit more, you know, and say, hey, we're going to be playing Trayvon inside yep. a good bit here. I think, he, to me, I, I like it because he's more like, look, we're going to customize the defense to sure. our strengths of the guys that we have. Don't they all I mean, say that, though? No, well, that's what I'm talking about. What else is he going right. to say? He's got to say this stuff. It's fine, but think about this. I, I look at Trayvon like, I want to move him inside maybe on passing downs and mm-hmm. let him work against the guard. Right. But that means I need another outside pass rusher. It's like, so, what good is it if it's Kayvon Chase on coming on no, the field? No, right, right. That is so good. Yeah. Or not good enough. Yeah. But I'm not looking at Trayvon to make a position change to be in a five technique. No, no, no. I think, But he, it still doesn't that still – like, if, if you think that Trayvon's going to be an edge rusher, defensive end in a 4-3 or an outside linebacker in a 3-4 – 95% of the time, right? Yeah. And, and, right? Yeah. Then 
then you're looking maybe to add to your defensive tackle group and not as much to your edge rush group. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're thinking every third down, I'm moving him inside to take advantage of matchups, yep. that means maybe the free agent route. Maybe you go with a guy who isn't yeah. starting, but he's shown Comes pass off rush the off the bench. You know, rush, right. But but it, it could change your, you know, just like who are you right. targeting? Right. You know, in, in terms of adding to this team, whether it's a high draft pick, a mid-round draft pick, a free agent, whatever. Yeah. But in in his defense, he's like, look, there's not the the, the sample right. study is so small yep. for Trayvon moving inside. I don't know. Shouldn't we got to figure it out when we get him out there? I would hope that I wouldn't that, move him in full time. I wouldn't. No, I'm not saying no that. Way. I would hope though that Doug Peterson has a pretty good feel. Like I know he is more running the offense, but you know you're meeting with your defensive coordinator throughout the year. Right. You're discussing your you know, second-year pass rusher right. and, and what his capabilities are and how you're utilizing them. You're out there on the practice field. Yeah. You, you know, Doug, I would hope, has a pretty good feel for how effective he can be yeah. as a third-down inside yeah, rusher. And look, again, you know, for, for him, all he's seen is on-tape stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. Let's get the team out there and see how we really – and let's see who we're going to add to the mix. You know, that, that I'll say this about Trayvon, which really impressed me. He got the dip throughout – like he, that dip came shoulder out. dip. Yeah, like came out of nowhere, like in week eleven or something like that. You're like, holy cow! Finally, it's not just bull run. Like he's, you could tell the he's, bend. He's worked. The bend is coming. The dip is coming. He's getting around. He's setting them up. Like I want to see more of that, but I do think I'd pass, I pass. I want to see him against the guard on passing down, just on occasion, not every single time, but a good amount of times to see if he can get some, you know, wreak some havoc on the inside. All right, got to have somebody on the outside to. To do that. More from Ryan Nielsen coming up uh, straight ahead here. Jaguars defensive coordinator speaking yesterday. You can get in at 641-1010 if you'd like to. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, Tom McManus still in Denmark. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Jaguars Today on 1010XL. All right, Jaguars Today, Tommy Mack in studio. Tommy, a good time to ask you, what did you bring for the Jag bag today? <laughs> You know, I uh, I forgot. I know. Yeah, you I knew know it. You I kind of knew it. you were going to. I didn't see it Tuesday. No, I know. Right? I, you yeah. may have been around. I, I well, you, guys, you guys were on the air when I was doing my podcast, right. so I but, normally don't interrupt. But, ta- but we, we had our winner, and I emailed him today. He knows nice. who he is. We announced it uh, okay. on the air earlier this week. He oh. picked Kansas City to win and them to win with a touchdown in overtime. Oh, no Pretty good, right? I mean, because wow. it's uh, – you know, it was 11 to 1 that it would even go to overtime. Right. Right. So then it's like 50 50 on who wins. Yeah. And then it's, did you win Ooh. on a field goal or, or a touchdown? That's you know, so that's yeah, right pretty there. good, right? Heck yeah. So anyway, he's our winner. And uh, next, what is it, Monday? President's Day? Is that what this oh, is? Right. Yes, it is. Yep. Right. Holiday. Uh, it impacts us not at all. A lot of people getting off, apparently, for President's Day. Mm-hmm. Eh, you know? No school. Well, the banks aren't open, right? Sorry. We, you know what? Correct. Yeah. We'll be it's done a national, it's a, a financial holiday. institution. Yeah. Yes. taking the time out. My, my wife is off, being that uh, she is a, day. a middle school librarian. She's not happy. She had to sub a couple of classes yesterday, and she's ah. doing one today. Okay. <laughs> so she tells me school would be great if it weren't for those damn kids. You know, <laughs> that's not a direct quote, kids. No, right. right? <laughs> I may I be embellishing just a little it. bit on that. But uh, so anyway, I told uh, our winner uh, that he can pick up the prize on Tuesday. So uh, McManus I will has, has told something. us he'll bring us a, yeah. a, a goodie of some yeah. kind. Yeah. For uh, yeah, I'll, I got a picture or something I can. Something try. like, you yeah. know, by the way, anybody see this? Speaking of pictures, this struck me you see weird stuff on twitter all the time okay right? and i follow these weird little accounts that show you like just 
oddball things, right? Yeah. So this guy has a jar of, uh, I don't know, like a, like a, you think like a restaurant-sized jar of mayo. Pickles. Right, like pickles, okay. but it's a clear jar. Okay. It's got water in it. Yeah. And he's got a photo that's been printed out of, I think it's his own face, okay? And okay. it's, it's I don't know, it's like a, imagine it's like a 12 by 12 photo, something okay. like that. It's a pretty deep jar. Mm-hmm. So he puts the photo in the jar to where the face is like sticking on the outside. He puts like a rag with like a top over it, like it's almost like a mason jar. Uh-huh. And then he dabs a little like strawberry jam, like it's blood on the outside. So it looks like his decapitated head. Oh my And he gosh. puts it in the fridge <laughs> and he sets up the camera to get his roommate to see the reaction wow. of the roommate. And, and it looks. That's impressive. It looks fantastic. That's like impressive. As a prop. Like, yeah. if you saw it, you'd be like, oh, my God, someone's got a head. All right, what's it. the difference on X or Twitter, the for you and following? Like, for you. What's the for you? Like, I think your it's algorithms like, that yeah, you're trying like, to guess what you whatever want. Like, you if like. You're, if you, you read a lot of NFL stuff, yeah, yeah. then maybe it promotes okay. somebody. What do you keep it on? Or do you go back and forth? For for what? For like, like when you're viewing it, do you like go your, for you or do you feed? go following? Or you go it both. It depends, man. It depends on what I'm looking for. Like they gotta confuse it. Just make it one. If like, I'm on the air, all I'm looking at is people's reaction to the question of the day. Which, by the way, go vote. Who's gonna start the most games at, at left tackle, tackle for the Jags this year? Yep. Uh, otherwise, sometimes I'll just read. I'll, I'll hit the home button and just read my you know the people I'm following and see yep. what's what's out there. And I follow some of these accounts that have the weird. Yeah. Things like that that okay. are entertaining, and I'm walking around. So you the go back and forth, basically. Yeah, or sometimes I just go to like the uh, the search the 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 I don't know what the the trending topics. Mm-hmm. You okay, know, kind of see what's out there in the news. Right kind of thing. for you. For I I guess no, it says for you. I know, but uh, I know. I think you, even I the trending it has different categories. Yeah. Whether they're guessing this is what we think would trend for you. Yeah, and then this I, I, is I do what's the for you. Yeah. Yeah. I do yeah. the for you. Okay, so interesting. I guess that's. Yeah, because I'm lazy. That's a whole nother click. <laughs> I got to go That's down. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, you know, you go either one, I guess. I don't need to say Yeah, whatever. Everybody do social media the way you want to. Yeah, you do media. you out there. All right. Uh, All right. Let's get back to uh, Ryan Nielsen here. And one of the questions he was asked yesterday was the defensive staff. Sounds like they're pretty far down the line, although not ready to <laughs> announce some of the names yet on the defensive staff. We have the pieces in place. It'll be announced here uh, soon. And so excited, we'll say this, excited about the guys, work with some of them, haven't worked with other, coached a few. Um, and so it's just, it's a great group of guys that uh, uh, been very close to, know that first and foremost, good men. Secondly, really good teachers, teachers of the game. Um, and so when you put those two things together, you know, they're, they're eager and excited. We see we, a lot of th- similarities. So we don't know the names. I don't know, uh, quite honestly, yeah. if, the names matter that much, right? Like we hear guys yeah. who are like, "Oh, I remember that guy when he was a player. I remember this guy. I remember Deshae Townsend, right? Oh, yeah. he's a really yeah, right. good player. He's going to yeah. make a great coach, and we're yep. excited about it." I do think, though, Tone, listen to it, the philosophy of being good teachers, stress and fundamentals, and maybe I'm just forgetting, and maybe every defensive coach says this the same exact stuff over and over again. But you know, can't be a good defense unless you tackle well. Is basically what he Fair. he's saying, and so you know. That, I think, is as frustrating as anything uh, to Jaguar fans. When you watch and your team is just, yep. like, what are we doing out there? You know, like the the simple, the basic stuff, that's the beat you stuff. If you get to the ball carrier and you get your arms around him, bring yep. him to the damn ground. Well, I would say the way to help with that is by tackling each other and not 
you know, big, in practice, big you mean? circular, you know, floaty, you know, flotation device or whatever the heck they're hitting. They don't hit each other. I mean, you got to, I mean, and you don't, by the way, you don't have to take to the ground. You normally don't get hurt and thud. It's just a way to fit into a tackle that makes you more comfortable making a tackle when it's game day. I'm not talking full speed, you know, all out to the ground. I'm talking just getting a good fit, a good thud, you know, wrapping up, letting him go, letting him finish his run. You know what I mean? They don't do any of that. And especially they don't in do camp, any of that? I don't see it in camp at all. Like they're, they barely, they, they, I mean, they, they hit that final day. They barely hit. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's, look, they, you can still be kind of physical and whatnot without really hitting. But mm-hmm. for me, the tackling, like, that's what's missing. Like, you, you, it's, I, I and normally you don't get saying. hurt and thud. Just, you might clang knees. That can happen. But norm, no, nobody's getting hurt and thud. Hell, nobody's getting a concussion. Guys get hurt. I mean, we just saw Drake Greenlaw tear his Achilles and, and just uh, coming off the sideline. Guys can get yeah. hurt at any Exactly. Point. So let's sure be even they can. more All right. Well, that, that, that could I be guess. an argument that yeah. you, you make. Like, guys could get hurt at any point. Right. But so, I think the more contact, yeah. the more – that's the balancing act, man. I mean, if you, if you lose a guy – because of one of those contact periods, you know, what? how does that offset, you know, the added advantage of having a few more physical practices? I don't know. You know, I think don't that's know, the and constant I don't equation know. they're trying to figure I out. I don't know tag. what the answer is to how far they push the edge of what they're allowed to do. Yeah. Right? Like how physical they're allowed to be, even in training camp practices at this point and OTAs and those kind of things. I, I don't doubt – your eyes, Tommy, and if your eyes are telling me it doesn't look to me like they're doing everything they could be doing, I don't doubt that they're not necessarily pushing to the edge of what the league is going to allow yeah. you know, teams to do as far as the, the physical presence and practice hitting each other because they are real limitations yeah. on how much you can do that kind of stuff. And I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a bunch of teams around the league that are saying, you know what, we don't want to risk getting guys hurt, pull it back. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how that ultimately – yeah. comes into play, but it's not like it's a Jacksonville problem. It's a league-wide no, league problem. problem. It you is. know, tackling is a yeah. big deal across the entire league. How to fix that would be hitting more, but I'm not sure that the CBA is going to allow you to hit a whole lot more than they're allowing them to hit right now. Yeah, well, I mean, look, you hear Pittsburgh was in full pads a lot during camp, and it was a physical camp. I'm not saying they're the best tackling team. Who knows? But I don't know. I think it's hard to tackle. Now, granted, a lot of tackling's attitude. It is, right? But a lot of it's technique and a lot of it's angles, you know? And I know in practice, because we used to do it too when it was when it wasn't thud. Mm-hmm. You do this whole, you run up to them and you like, you tap them. You don't tap them on the butt, but basically you kind of, I got you. Yeah. But you didn't really, you don't know if you got him. He could have broke you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just going up to him and, I, I listen. I bet her. It feels like oh, I would have made that tackle all day long. Yeah, of course, I was right there. But you don't know. What yeah. if he bounce off him? What if you're? What if he's lower than you? What if he makes a spin move and you're not broken? You know what I mean? Like, but it, like, I, things- I, I, all right, devil's advocate. Let's say you make that tackle in practice, then you get in the game. The guy gives you the stiff arm or the spin. It's not a guarantee that you're going to make that play in the game. No. But you, I, think, I understand. Practice is important. It's just, I think creatures a habit. You know, yeah. you, 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 if you're a physical team in practice, you're going to be a physical team in the game. Now, yeah. I'm not. Again, you do have to be worried about injuries. But like we said, you can get injured on any given sure. movement. Now, I mean, but I do think see. the odds go up the more contact. 
there is. If they were running around just that, it's why, like, at the Pro Bowl now, they'll play flag, yeah. right? They're still running around. You could get hurt, but the chances are yeah. it's less likely. Yeah. Uh, by I mean, the way, I guarantee there are at least, I don't know, a dozen out there going, was it a Dempsey trying to tell McManus how to tackle somebody no, and play no, linebacker no, 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 in the no, National no. Football no, League? No, it's good points. I mean, you look, and the money's so big, you can't get hurt in practice. Well, it explains. You can't get hurt in practice. Right. It I explains the issues the league is having in several areas. Yeah. Right? Tackling is a league-wide problem. Yeah. Offensive line play is a league-wide problem. Mm. They don't get to practice playing offensive line. Fair enough. Right? Like, yeah. they basically get to practice lining up, the play started, stop. Yeah. Yep. Right, like that feels like that's basically what happens in training camp. Okay, the technique was good. All right, guys, right. awesome. Let's go right. on to the next rep, like yep. that kind of thing. It's not like they're actually practicing the things that when we get to Sunday, yep. the job they're doing in practice is not the job they're I doing think, on the field. Okay, so let me just sort of say, so I, I think we used to do a nine-on-seven drill, which is an inside run drill throughout the year, and it was it was physical. wasn't to the ground. It was thud, but it was a physical period. Yeah. But that was it. Oh well, I shouldn't say that was it, but that you could get away with just doing that period once a practice. Mm-hmm. Now you are risking injury, but you're risking injury a lot out there. I'm just saying, like I don't, I don't know how you become a good tackling team when you don't practice tackling. Right? No, I understand, and I wonder though, like what the CBA regulations are on that. Like during yeah, the season, might. you're allowed to like 14 padded. full contact yeah. right. padded practices. Right? Does right. does do, do those thud periods count? They like might. you know what I mean? I, I really I don't, don't know the answer to that, and yeah. I probably we probably should, you know. Yeah. And I don't. I my guess is no that they're talking about like full on, full contact, to full speed ground, right. to tackling full guys to the like ground, scrimmage. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not talking scrimmage. That's a different level. Sure, uh, but 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 some people do talk about that, and you're not even allowed to have one of those a week during the NFL season. You know, they're they're the amount yeah. you're allowed to spread out right. throughout the season is. Less than that. So if you want to have a particularly, like we hear about these mm. coaches, old school coaches, oh, we, we had him hitting Wednesday, we had him hitting Thursday. Well, all right, you're going to quickly run out of your ability to do that yeah. if you want to we'll take that see approach. See you hit again and in a month. And I yeah. know Tom's not saying, you're not saying tackle to the ground the whole no. thing, nevertheless. So anyway, I, I don't, I think this is something the NFL just says. Whatever. This is one of our problems. No, so right. be it, right? Attack when it's bad. It's we more don't scoring. It's going to lead to more yeah. points, right? It, it, it right. is. No, and it's it's frustrating when you watch it's it, true. and and it's you know, true. guess what? Don't hit them there. Don't hit them there. Don't hit them there. Oh, it's never going to be the way thing, football. Oh, it's not the football I grew up with. Well, guess what? Oh, they'll correct. say twenty years from now, they're going to say the same thing. Yeah. They are, and they're going to say it forty years from now, and on and well, on and on. I tell you, one tackle I, I hope they take out one day is the knee down, chopping a guy down when he's not looking at the knees. You see mm-hmm. too many injuries. And if you want to take away the head, then well, take now you got away the hip the... drop one. They're looking at this off season yeah, probably even... as well. I mean that it's it's you're well, not hip... that far away from yeah. like. It being a horse collar type thing. Cause well, that's what the right? hip drop. It's the same result. Same I result, think, right? right? It's, you're not pulling from the top, but you're pulling from the hip, yeah. and that can cause injuries. Pulling a guy back. I don't like that tackle either. But but if you're a defensive I, player, yeah, you're like, I hey, I got this what, guy. I'm trying to bring him to the ground. I right. mean, I'm gonna sink my way. the guys go. Like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> there's people out there be like, man, what, what if I can't hit him low? What, how am I gonna hit him? I I get that, but man, I hate seeing. You know, a guy catch a ball, he doesn't see it coming. Next thing you know, you shred his knee because yeah. you had to go low. Totally understand. And, and I just think that, you know, in the in the big picture, it yep. sucks for all those players. The NFL, you have to almost accept 
There always going to be some choosing negative the head over the, the legs. They are, and okay. and it's 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 yeah. the court of law. It's the litigation no, I, I fear that and you, you know, can accept some penalties. Basically, the game saying we don't want to see any more of that. Make it a penalty, and right. when players do it, throw the flag. Right, right, and they're and training themselves not to do it. Right, right, and the players that are going to continually do that are going to be gone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're not going to have a place in the league anymore. Yeah, you know, Campbell told me a story about Woodson. He said they made some changes when they were playing. I forget what they were. And he's like, I'm not going to do it. And he said, look, you have two choices. One, either abide by him and don't get fined or don't abide by him. Get fined and probably be out of the league. If you right. don't change, you're going to have to change. It's just a way to – I don't know. Because you're going to get fined, you're going to get penalized, and that's Penal- going right. to be negative for your team. If it was right. just a fine, right. the team would be like, whatever, that's you. Yeah, true. You know? Uh, all right, uh, halfway home on this Friday on Jaguars Today. Our question of the day has to do with the left tackle position. We'll discuss that a little bit later on. Who do you think starts the most games at left tackle for the Jags? Is it Cam Robinson, Walker Little, Anton Harrison, or someone else uh, who's not on the roster right now? We'll get back to Ryan Nielsen on the other side as well, including how important Josh Allen is going to be uh, for this defense. We know he's going to be back at least for 2024 and hopefully yep. for a long, long time. Time. So we'll do that straight ahead with Tom McManus in studio. You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Mac in the middle, Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. Cam Robinson still holding strong, but not with a majority of the votes. How do you see it? Who do you think starts the most games at left tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars in the upcoming 2024 season. Is it Cam? Is it Walker Little? Is it Anton Harrison or someone else right now? Still plenty of time to vote on that one before we discuss it later on in the hour. Uh, getting back to Ryan Nielsen and some of his thoughts from yesterday. Uh, the Jaguars' new defense coordinator speaking with the media for the first time. And, uh, you know, Josh Allen is arguably the most uh, maybe Trevor Lawrence probably the most discussed guy will be throughout the course of the offseason, but Josh Allen will be a close second if he's not right there already at number one. Uh, how important will Josh Allen be to a Ryan Nielsen defense? Yeah, I mean, a lot of production, right? Very important. And so when you got a guy like that and and uh, I mean, you want him back and think that's going to work out, uh, would be really excited if that works out. Uh, Really excited to work with him. Her, nothing but great things. Talked to Josh and and uh, yeah, he's been he's been fantastic. And so that'll get worked out. Get him back and, and get him get him going and and hopefully get him into improve. That's the ultimate goal, right? Just take one. If we can just get that much better next year, really, what does that look like? That's pretty exciting, right? And so that's kind of what we, we want to work towards. So what am, what are we missing with this Josh Allen contract? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, okay, you gotta you gotta find the common value. You know what I'm saying? But like. It should be that difficult. I think the Ridley one would be more difficult because what value are you, are you going to overpay him? Are you going to pay him like he is the number one free agent in the in the wide receiver? You know what I mean? Like with Josh, I mean we we did it a week or two ago. Like there's a range, right? Now if he's like, no, I need forty million a year. Okay, well then <laughs> he's pricing himself out. I get that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I hear you. I, I, you, would so it, you would think you would think it shouldn't it be that difficult, but you know, again, you know. We don't have to negotiate these deals. I get it. They always say deadlines make deals, right? And yeah. the pressure comes in, and you're either going to get it done or you're not. But And if you're Josh yeah. Allen, I mean, like, we all presume that it's all going to come from the Jaguar side, any kind of delay. But, you know, 
Tony's made the point, hey, if I'm Josh Allen, do I not want to see what Brian Burns gets? Do I not want to see what Daniil Hunter gets? Because I want more than those guys, yep. potentially, right? And so I thought the key for that answer is point. someone in the building still has Josh Allen's phone number because right. apparently Ryan Nielsen has spoken with him. So right. it is possible to get hold of him right. at this time of year, which is nice. Now, I could be wrong in the sense that Josh Allen could be sitting there going, well, they're going to tag me, but if I was – the free agent, like I got to hit free. What would my number be? Right, that's it would what be I'm saying. A lot higher. Like I don't even know if that's Josh, but his representation should be saying. Oh, that absolutely. Right, yeah. like yeah. the the guys who are getting the percentage of whatever he's getting yeah. are going to be. Hang on, hang on. Let's see what it looks like. You know, there's no rush. We know you're going to be in Jacksonville. We're going right. to make that happen. You're not going to go anywhere. Right, right. Like we're going to figure out what all this looks like, but we want to see what's going on with Brian Burns and these other guys yeah. and. Look, Bosa reset the market last year, but he's the only one, yep. right? And then you got two guys that are getting basically 25, and so it's a $10 million gap yep. you know, between those two groups of people. It's like, where does Josh Allen fit in that gap? It's somewhere, yep. but it's closer to the Bosa side of it than it is the other. But think about this, too, though. The representation, somebody saying, Josh, just think about this. You'd get Bosa money out there if you were a free agent. Somebody would be – somebody, yeah. somebody would overpay for it. That's how they think. Sure, they would. Oh, man. Would they they give him $32 million a year? I mean, that's Bosa money. I know. So I don't know if he'd get $32 million a year. And if you're the Jags, if you're the Jags, and you sit there, and and I'm just playing devil's advocate because I want to get the long term deal done. But if you're uh, to play devil's advocate, you're sitting there going, all right, let's say he wants 30. And we don't know, right? Right. Because I I hope there's got to be some communication. But let's say he does want 30. We could tag him for 22. Then next year, we could tag him for maybe 26. No doubt. And now we're going to get him right. for two years at a distinct Discount. bargain yep. from what the top of the market is. By that time, he's 29 years old. Maybe right. we've developed some other pass rushers, right. and that may be the path we go down. And the guaranteed money's 47 or whatever compared to 80 or 90, Correct. right, yeah. in that scenario. And, and in that scenario, you're only doing it on right. a year-by-year year year basis. Year. What if he backslides right, right. this year? What right. if he gets hurt? Right. And, and I, I mean, we all – Sit here and yeah. go, we don't have many nice things. Let us keep this nice thing that we have as yeah. Jaguar supporters, Jaguar fans. Yeah. Trent Baalke will be gone right. long before we give up on rooting for this team. Yeah. So let's make this guy happy. But it's his job as well to to, to get a deal done, yeah. but to not just write him a blank check either. Because people say that all the time. Give him whatever he wants. Then we yeah. get up and we go, okay, $40 million. Well, not that. Okay, then you don't want to give him whatever he wants. So you, too, have a limit on what that would be. Why shouldn't Trent Baalke have a limit? The question is, where is that limit? Is it reasonable to come off that if, if, you know, you're trying to close the gap? But all of it, I think that the the frustration for me and the the anger for a lot of people is the fact that, you know, 17 days after the season, Baalke's like, haven't talked to anybody. So it's if you reach out and you're like, hey – their number's here. We're here. We're going to tag him. We want to continue to work on a deal. I yeah. People can understand that. They're not stupid. I'm not but- surprised the deal hasn't gotten done yet. I'm surprised the time as far as what effort they're putting into it. At that it. point, at yeah. least. And, and we don't know since yeah. then. But right. And I do like what Ryan Nielsen said. There. He goes, hey, I talked to Josh. He's been great. Right. In other words, to me, what I hear in that, and maybe this is what I want to hear, is that Josh Allen talked to his new defensive coordinator. He's super enthusiastic. I mean, right. what else does he's been great in this setting mean? He hasn't worked with him. No, he's right. talked to him on the phone. So he's been great. He's probably – I mean, that's why I think Jaguar fans really want this to get done. Right. Here's a guy who's bordering on superstardom, who was one of your top ten picks, who actually worked, yep. and he wants to be here. Right. Yeah. 
Come on. Yeah, get yeah. it done. What's the problem? There's an yeah. impetus on both sides to get it done. Yeah. It, it, so it feels Who's like it's going leverage? to be, but it's Josh. Well, they can just tag him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, And, and then it could show up on September yeah. 3rd or 4th or 5th or yeah. s- whatever. I mean, he can. No, I know. And he, look. Maybe you'd be all right with that, though. Maybe you would. Maybe, maybe you would. I mean, he, I would think if he doesn't. Signed the tag. He's certainly not showing up for training camp. I'll, I'll tell you this: if they tag, well, he's the star. My, I, I'm if they tag, maybe we're okay with it. If they tag Josh, I think Ridley's gone. I think he's going to go get all the money he can and say, "See you later." Okay, I well, would. All right, what I if what, what if then? What if Balky's been on the phone every single day, and like you've got? I don't know what your number is for Josh. I don't. My, I'll say twenty-eight. Right? Mm-hmm. I'd be fine because again. Montez Sweat, Rashawn Gary have not produced like Josh Allen has. Just haven't. Yeah. Flat out have not. I think that's 30. around where he's going to land. Okay, is that so, 28 to 30 range? So, yeah. so they're getting 24 to 25, yeah. right? So maybe it's 30. Okay, yeah. maybe it is. Okay, what I'd if he 30. wants a dollar more than Bosa? No, I know. And you say, well, it's only a couple more million. But is that – No, I know. Are you re- willing to pay him based on one great year right. more than any other player at that position? Well, then you're probably the talking 100 million guaranteed. Oh, it's gonna be or more than it's that? gonna be something like that. Yeah. If you have all that guaranteed. kind of a deal, you know, are they trying to go for all, that right? I, I don't. I then I'm tag. You know, that's yeah. I mean, right, right, yeah. right. If you're doing, if you want twenty eight, twenty nine million fully guaranteed, and I'm not saying he wants no, that. I know. I don't just, think. I, I right. doubt he does. Right. I don't think he's drawing that line in the sand. But right. but the guaranteed money's everything here, today, right? The, that's what they want. Unless you're talking to his agent, how do yeah. you know what he yeah. wants? I got it. I mean, you'd think they you'd are. think you would think, right? But yeah. I, I don't know if we can 100% presume that that's yeah. the case. You yeah. know. But Cal knows this: if they leave me unprotected, I hit free agency. I'm probably the top free agent out there. It might be. My yep. position. He might be. But that's that's where they're at. Someone's going to pay that. So that's. I mean, it's not like we're anywhere where we didn't know we were going to be. No, I know. Get the deal done with Josh Allen. You have that's, the franchise tag. Even the franchise tag for Ridley, though. Yeah, I know. It's might 20. be an overpay. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Just, even right. though it's on a one-year deal, but at least you stopgap it, you know what you've got, and then you can decide, all right, either we're going to try to get a deal done yep. here or maybe we do need to return our attention. Like, bringing back Ridley for one year, it's not like Kirk's going to be here for another 10. No, right. Right? Yeah. Zay could be – maybe Ridley's back, maybe Zay's gone, Kirk's here. Maybe you still draft a receiver in the yeah. first round yeah. if Ridley's here, even if he's here on a short-term deal. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, I'd like to – I I'd like to see him back. I hope they can figure it out. I'd and, like to see him back, uh, too, I'd like to see man. Josh get paid. And uh, if not, though, hey, 22, 23 mil for a year is good money. All right, let's do that. We'll come back. Tony will take us around Great the league. Month. Then I've got CBS Sports ranking of the top 25 defensive free agents. We okay. went through offense yesterday. Cool. And just who of these guys would you realistically like to see the Jags get yeah. in on? Yeah. Right, And we'll go through the list uh, when we come back here in a moment. With Tony Smith, Tom McManus, and Dylan Denmark, I'm Mike Dempsey. This is... Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. Tommy Mack, uh, Dad Bods, what's the uh, upcoming schedule? You got anything? Um, we just played last Saturday at the Ninja Fest. That was How was fun. that? Yeah, it was cool, man. Yeah. A lot of kids, a lot of families. Uh, we did a couple. Actually, we did one long hour and a half set, so that was cool. Uh, and then we're at Iggy's a week from Saturday. We're off this weekend. So okay. 
Yeah, it seems to be like every other week, although my wife's not real, you know, ecstatic about it. Is that too frequent <laughs> for her it's taste? It's too much. Like, once yeah, a month. But it's good. We, we're having a good time, and uh, yeah, we're looking to play as much, you know, bigger the show, the better. Contact. Meathead 55. That's right. Or At opportunities. Meathead 55. For performance or LinkedIn. I'm Tom McManus, so you can find me there, too. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. People do use LinkedIn, yeah, apparently. I do. I use it a ton. Do you? Oh, yeah. For I, I have yeah, a profile. I doubt I've been to that page. I don't know why I'm listening through the headphones while you and I are talking. <laughs> I keep picking you them up. You don't want to get like, scolded, <laughs> probably. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, let's uh, go around the league, and then we'll take a look at all the right. CBS Sports ranking of the top 25 defensive free agents. Now, Gems Around the NFL, brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. The Chicago Bears have released safety Eddie Jackson and guard Cody Whitehair. Jackson, a fourth-round pick by the Bears in 2017, made the Pro Bowl in two of his first three seasons, including being selected as a first-team All-Pro in 2018. Whitehair, a second-round pick in 2016, was selected as a pro bowler in 2018. The Seattle Seahawks have informed quarterback Geno Smith that his $12.7 million base salary will be guaranteed. The team would have had to release Smith by today to avoid that becoming guaranteed. So Smith's salary is going to be guaranteed for this season. He made the pro bowl each of the last two years there in Seattle. And Minnesota offensive coordinator Wes Phillips has entered a guilty plea related to a traffic stop in December where his blood alcohol content was tested and recorded as being at .10, which is above the legal limit of .08. He, as part of an agreement with prosecutors, Phillips will plead guilty to an amended charge of misdemeanor careless driving. He will pay a $300 fine and a $78 surcharge, according to the court documents, and perform eight hours of community service at a nonprofit within 60 days. There's a hearing today to approve that deal. Wow. All right. Thank you, Tony. Um, yesterday, we ran through the top 25 offensive free agents. Uh, just one yeah. couple of those Miami Dolphin linemen, please. Uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> Connor Williams, Robert Hunt, please yeah, come on down. Hunt. Yeah, he's beast. Uh, let me ask, before we get to this list of defensive free agents, do you expect the Jags to maneuver enough to sign a guy to, let's say, a $10 million a year average contract who's not currently on the roster. Like, like I'm not talking about Ezra Cleveland or, or Ridley or Josh Allen. I'm talking about somebody who didn't play for them last year. Will they have that kind of an impact signing, do you think? Like a Ladarius Sneed, maybe? Ladarius, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Something. Yep. Oh, God. I, Love to have him. I, I, boy, he's going to. Yeah. He'll get he, big money. He can. It'll be well over 10. Yeah, you would yeah, right. You, but true. but so, somebody like well, yeah. he, like Justin Madden BK right had a right. breakout season right. for Baltimore right. You want a guy who can rush from yeah. the interior of the right. defensive line right. Right, he had thirteen sacks, twelve tackles for loss, yep. thirty three quarterback hits this year. Yep. I don't know what he's going to get, but like if the like let's say they moved on from Foley, cleared up enough cap space, and yep. that was their major outside addition, and then you still got your draft to address. You know, yep. corner, wide receiver, offensive line. Wouldn't hate that yep. kind of addition. If you don't include Calvin Ridley in it, because if they're going to bring him back, it's going to have to be one of those. Sure, deals. that's what yep. I'm saying. Right. An outside right. guy. How how confident are you that they'll be able to land a guy or that they'll have the, the financial ability to bring in a guy like that? I'm, I'm 
I'm 50-50 on it. I think they'll have the ability. It's, I, think, I think it's a question of do they choose yeah, to go down that Yeah, I think you look at the positions where they're going to be in most need. That interior offensive line, I don't think they're going to cost that necessarily. What do you, what do you think Ezra Cleveland's going to cost? Because I've seen estimates like $9 million a year. Yeah, yeah. 6 8 9 somewhere yeah. in that kind of range. Pushing right could, up against it. Right, though. and I could see them yeah. signing somebody else at the other guard spot around that price range. I don't, I don't think they're going to go a whole lot further than that. As far as what they're going to be willing to pay, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I no, like no, trying I to you. think it through. I think offensive guard and center is where they could spend. You know, and free corner is where they could spend in free agency. But I feel more like if they do, it's going to be more in that six Mid-level. to right at the ten mm-hmm. to bring in a guy that yeah projects as a starter for you. Yep. Right, and that gives you impact along with those groups, but I don't think they're going to be spending well, at the top of the market anywhere but Ridley. Yeah, no, I, I could see that. Look, but you know, look, Foley. I think they thought he was going to be that disruptive force. You know, for sure. I mean, he just never. And now, granted, he had some injury and whatnot, but he, remember, he was their number one target. He was. I, mean, I wonder. I, I, like, I always thought he was brought in to be the guy that said, "Yeah, don't run here." Like I, I right, I a disruptive force. That's what I mean. Like okay, you're, you know, I don't they mean talked about him like they were bringing sack. in. When I, yeah. right. when I think disruptive force, I think a guy like Mad Rubike, who's okay, a yeah. penetrator. He's, they talked about him like yeah. they were bringing in a nose. Yeah, and then the moment he got here, they had him playing end. end. Yeah. Right, and put Devon in there, and I'm yep. like, well, Devon's the better guy on the end. Yeah. What are they doing? Right. Like it just didn't make sense to me when they started doing it, and now we've seen it for two years, and. Foley's not giving him much production. No, right. And he's not playing the position I thought they had signed him to play. They made the decision, though. Yep. All right, let's go through this list. All right, And just see, and again, I just wanted to get the sense, and because yesterday, I mean, look, I I don't really believe they're going to go out there and sign the the three linemen from Miami, and I included Christian Wilkins on the defensive side. That's all I want, Tom. Right. New center guard and and defensive tackle, and then we'll go to the draft. So, to – Clear, like if you if you did a big signing like that, right? uh-huh. are you probably getting rid of Darius Maybe, Williams? Well, no, not necessarily. Contract? Well, not you're necessarily. getting rid. Let, let's say you get a Cam. deal with. Let's say you get a deal with Josh. Yep. You lower his cap, right? right? You got right, You can manage right. that in the first year, right. okay? You save sixteen million by moving on from Cam, right? right? Maybe you take eight of it. You re-sign Ezra Cleveland, right? right? And then you got another eight million, yep. right? Then you do Sheriff, and you're right. saving like nine million, right? You do Rayshon, you do. You mean and restructure? They, no, I'm talking about moving on. Letting go. From these guys, letting these guys go because, you know, with Rayshon, maybe you, you look at Antonio Johnson is stepping into the starting lineup for yep. you. Anyway, it, a yep. combination of restructures and outright releases yeah, yeah. Yeah. that get you That's to That's what I meant. You're going to have to money. release guys well, to bring in something. Here we are again. It's February, and the Saints are 70-plus million over the cap. Every year. Every yep. year. Have they yet? Not gotten under the cap. No, right. Of course. Right. Everyone gets under the cap. Yeah, yeah, you do. The Jags can create cap space. Last it, year they were seventy million over the cap and traded for their starting quarterback. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and made it work. And made it work. Right. And made right. it work. All right. So uh top of the list is Chris Jones. We're not there's no we're not. No. I wouldn't love, let him go if I'm KC. No and way, and w- the way he's taught, he's like, look, I want to be here for another three years. I think yeah. that's a guy I could see them franchising Sneed. And with Jones going, look, let's work it out, yeah. right? Don't go crazy. Yeah. If someone, it could be the kind of guy that teams don't even approach because they just assume he's going to work something out with Kansas Remember City. Remember last year, they it would, 
came down to the training camp, right? It was, yeah. They yeah. gave him the 28 mil or whatever it was. They had to redo the one year After for him. the season started. Right. So, yeah. anyway, yeah. Chris Jones not going to be a guy no. that the Jags are in play Too for. Bad. Number two on the list is our guy, Josh Allen. Uh, yeah. Number two yeah. available free agent uh, out there when he's been healthy. He's, he's quietly been one of the best, most dangerous edge rushers. This is CBS Sports, blah, blah, blah. We already know. I don't need to yeah. read you what he's done. Uh, so, yes, we will bring Josh Allen back, hopefully on a yep. long-term extension. Antoine Winfield of the Bucks. Uh, Boy, I'd love yeah. to have Antoine yeah. Winfield, oh, yeah. man. I, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but he's safety, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, they're not. I don't I see don't them investing that. in that position. Um, Brian Burns, I, I don't think any of these edge rushers are in play simply because Allen will be here at least on the franchise tag, yeah. right? I agree. It'd be interesting to see, like, Allen, Burns, Daniil Hunter – you know, could you get a better deal right. on one of them by throwing Josh Allen into the pool and having three guys to go after? But still three, and there's still 32 teams in the league. Yeah. So they're going to yeah. be coveted. So Burns, no. Madra BK, boy. Even yeah. Sure. I mean, what's the top of the defensive tackle market? Aaron Donald is getting yep. a bunch. I bet, but I bet that's where there's the big gap. Behind huge gap, right? Jones got, I think, 28 last year. Right, but be, beyond those guys. Yep. I can see Madwa BK being somewhere in the mid teens, maybe. Is that maybe I'm off on that? He just had the one year. What has he done right. before? Well, what did Josh Allen do before? He had one yeah. he had his rookie year. Yeah, he had true, this year. True. And he was okay in yeah. between. You know. But yeah. yeah, so it was a big breakup. But thirteen sacks yeah. for defensive tackles. Uh, uh, Aaron so. Donald is getting thirty one point six yeah, he a year. He's not Aaron Donald. Uh Quentin Williams, number two on the list, twenty four. Jeffrey Simmons, 23 and a half. Deron Payne, 22 and a half. Yeah. And then Dexter Lawrence, just under 22. He's getting 20, probably. Yeah. yeah. You know, Christian Wilkins right behind him. Oh, my gosh. Christian Wilkins is so good, him, man. Yeah. He is. I, I so think we good. need that kind of defensive lineman if we can get him. He's a, he's a, he penetrates. Yeah. He's a run stuffer. Yeah. He does it all. He, he, as they point out here, he's played 81 of 83 possible games since entering the league. Um, and has at least 10 tackles for loss in each of the last three seasons. So he's getting in the backfield. Love that guy. I know. Just love that guy. I'd I'd like to think that they could be a player for him. I think he fits any defensive front. I think you'd find a way to use him. What's Foley's cap around? Do we have any idea? It's like like they say, you'd only save like $2 million. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Because it's like like 12. Yeah, that's it. They restructured. Right, it's right, right. that's right. They, they yeah, did yeah. It right. so, I mean, but they still might move on. It's yeah. still cash for right. Shad Khan that he wouldn't have to pay him, and yeah. you do save a little bit, and depending on how you feel, you still got to have guys that can uh, fill in the spot. Here's the first pure corner on the list, Jalen Johnson of the Bears. Okay. I don't see the Jags being in the, like, the young corner market, I don't particularly because they've got their own guy. Like, like a Darius Williams signing that they did after the initial wave of free agency yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah, like you mentioned, Tony, like a $10 million guy, an $8 million yeah. guy. Yeah. A guy that can step in and it's like, okay, he fills a, a starting role for us. Yeah. Right? Like, But it's not the, all right, we just got our pro bowler on the other side of Tyson. I don't think they're doing anything yeah, like Jaylen that. Yeah, Jalen Johnson's right. an all-pro this year. He's 24 yeah. years old. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and with Jerry Sneed right behind him. Yeah. And again, like, don't, don't see that. And Sneed was saying – Something Maybe. yesterday, you know, basically, right, I hope we can afford me and Chris Jones. Yeah, like, right. don't think I'm coming cheap. Uh, Daniil Hunter, after that, again, you know, we got our own guy to yep. be concerned with here, but uh, I've coveted Daniil Hunter for a while for this yep. football team. Mm-hmm. 
Patrick Queen. All the linebackers. Right. I, I, I don't see us. I mean, really, mm. other than defensive tackle, maybe yep. an edge. Like, if you can get, yep. like, a, an edge that, like, Bryce Huff. Yep. Okay, with the Jets. Jets yep. Okay. At 10 sacks yep. last year. He's a strictly, like, pass rusher. He has too. been. Yes, Uh, they they say he's got the explosiveness of a future pro bowler, provided he can stay durable with more snaps. I don't know what the market is for a guy like that, but you got Josh Allen. Again, franchise tag will maybe take several of these guys off, but you got Allen, you got Burns, you got Hunter. They're going to be the most coveted, you would suspect. I wonder if they'd be in on a guy like that they look at, like a Josh Uche. Out of the past. Yeah. Right, who the, who that maybe wouldn't be an every-down player right. for them, but would right. upgrade their their third-down, get-off-the-field capability. That, that, that's what I'm I'm hoping for, right? You move Trayvon inside on passing downs, and you bring someone like uh, Uche or whoever off the bench and let him go hunt that QB. Well, I uh, think that's why they made whatever offer they made to Arden Key. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, right. I, I think that was the idea. Yeah. Right, and – Arden went where he was going to play more. Right. Yeah. Okay. True. Uh, I saw Leonard Floyd's on here. Chase yep. Young. Like, I feel like with Chase Young, somebody's probably going to overpay him. But yep. Leonard Floyd's already said, "I'm going wherever the money's the best." Yep. You know, he, I, he was pretty productive. He had like yeah, nine he, sacks. He's always sacks. been pretty productive, yeah. but I don't see like that. Like, if they go with a guy that, like, if does Leonard Floyd have a starting position on this team? You know what I mean? Like, right. you got Trayvon and Josh, and particularly right. if you're you're going with a base three four. They're going to be on the field a bunch, and right. and if you you know if it's a different if it's a younger up and coming breakout type guy, yeah, yep. I could see that. I I can't see like a Leonard Floyd. No, somewhere else will team. pay him more yeah. and give him more playing opportunity than is going to be available. Here. What about Jonathan Greenard from yeah from Houston? Houston yeah, yeah, man, twelve and a half sacks, and you take him away from a division opponent. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean that would be nice too. Um. So I again for me, backup like third pass rusher or defensive tackle if they fill yeah. a hole defensively in free agency. I yeah. think that's or cornerback depth as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. could definitely see that. Um, I'd like to. See, I mean, if he's if it's there, the having a sticky corner in the draft would be nice. Hey, yeah. uh, wow! Yeah. Look, look at this, you know? Devin White. How far the mighty have fallen. He he yeah. made the honorable mention. Wow! Doesn't even make the top some, twenty-five. Um, some interesting guys in nice there, though. Pick against us. Uche's in there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and the guys outside the top twenty-five. A lot more pure linebackers in there as well, like White, Jordan Brooks of Seattle, Bobby Wagner, mm. Josie Jewell, Willie Gay. All these guys are more, you know, your your typical not edge rush. Right. Right. Outside linebacker types. There are a few others. Zadarius Smith, um, Clowney again. Yeah, I mean they had some small degree of interest. He had nine, nine and a half. Yeah, I know. Van Noy had nine. I mean, I don't know if I want him, but he's he, he brings but an attitude. I take Van Noy. I know. We, who'd you rather have on third down coming off the bench? Yeah. Caleb on or Van Noy? Well, that's <laughs> right. I mean, but that's the thing. No, and he was there. He was sitting there for anybody to sign. Yeah, I know. I know. Very Missed on both those guys. Very frustrating. All right, uh, but we'll make all the right decisions this offseason, I'm sure. All right, we'll come back. <laughs> Let's look at today's question of the day and kick it around. Who do we think starts the most games at left tackle for your Jags in 2024? You still time to vote there. Over 250 of you have. Cam Robinson, Walker Little, Anton Harrison, or somebody yet, as yet to be named. We'll get into that in our final segment of the week. Jaguars Today rolls on on 1010XL 92.5 FM. 
You're Mackin' with Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. All right, final 10 minutes of the week here on Jaguars today. Uh, somebody mentioned Jeff Akuda. Uh, yeah, played in Atlanta under oh, yeah. Ryan Nielsen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- that there are plenty of guys like that, right, yep. that, yes, could I see them signing defensive free agents? Oh, absolutely. I'm just talking about, like, premier, like, name, move the, the needle. I Jeff Akuda would move the needle slightly simply because he was such a high yep. draft pick recently, right? But yeah. already on his second team, soon to be on his third, perhaps, and, yep. you know. Um, he was like the third year. pick in a draft, wasn't yeah. he out of Ohio State? Yeah. 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 It's third or second. Something he was high. Like I know that. Yeah, he didn't work out. In the, I, don't, you know, I don't know. That always kind of worries me when. Yeah, you know third I mean? overall in 2020. Okay. You move on from him that quick. You know, Detroit. Hey, maybe we get C.J. Henderson back. He was a high pick at one yeah. Last year <laughs> in Atlanta. Might be available. Uh, he played in 13 games, started nine for the Falcons. No interceptions. Three passes defensed yeah. on the year and 44 tackles. So, okay. 44 tackles isn't bad for a guy who played 13 games. Yeah, or does it, right. It is, you know, always wonder, at least I do, with defensive backs. Yep. Are they tackling guys because they allowed the completion and <laughs> they're right no, there right. to make the tackle? Right. You know, or is he coming up sticking his nose in the pile? Cover yeah. two. And Nielsen you know, would know. Right, he oh, just absolutely. got the coaching, right. you know, like hey. he's got the inside scoop on where he's at. Bring the mayor with you. Yeah, that's are we still one. as high on Tyson Campbell as? Well, we that's a good were? question. You know, I think mean, we mean, last year we, we brought that like, up yesterday. How do they feel about Tyson yeah, Campbell? Know. Uh, you know, particularly and, and how will his fit? I think it's another one of those. Going to let this thing play out, and then, you know, because I could absolutely see people saying next year, you should have signed Tyson Campbell last year to an extension, would have saved some money. But yeah. what if what if he disappoint? What if he doesn't yeah. fit right. great? What if he doesn't yeah. have a great year? Like I, I don't know. I think this is a, you know, kind of the determining year yeah. uh, for yeah. the long term future of Tyson yeah. Campbell. Here. Like, what does it look like for him going into this year, Tommy? You know, last year during the off season, when we would ask questions that were along the range of who is the best player on defense for the Jags going into the year. Tyson was not an uncommon answer ahead of Josh. No, right. Right. Like it wasn't uncommon for people to say that guy, that guy, like if we're going to have to play without one player, you know, it's like, obviously we can't lose Trevor, right. right, For any period of time, but beyond Trevor, who's the next most, we can't afford to lose him. Tyson. We don't have anybody else that can do that. Yeah, you know, like, and turned it out feels to be like Josh in a big way, right? Yeah. Turned out to be Josh, absolutely, well, with a bullet. But yeah. I don't know that fans feel the same way this year. Not that I doubt that Tyson can still be the player we thought he could be going into last year. But last season was disappointing in a lot of areas, not least partially because he got hurt. And I, I don't know that, how much yeah. that affected him. I think it affected him a lot, and I hate, I hate, you know, that excuse, but. If that hamstring injury never fully healed, you fully healed. You can't open up your gate fully. Sure, you just can't. I mean, got to play. It's hard to play through those things. But I mean, I'm, I'm I want to give him another, you know, year. He's my oh, starting sure. corner going into 2024. But, but then you're going right. to have to make that decision. Do we get a deal done? We franchise tag him. Do we, you know, fifth year option not yeah. available on a second round pick? Right. So, right. You know that, and that's that's the game of the NFL. It keeps yeah. churning. Remember, nothing easy, nothing sleazy. That's right. I mean, nothing deep cheap, nothing deep, deep and <laughs> something like creepy. That. Something, something. <laughs> deep and don't be creepy. Don't be oh, che- nothing cheapy. Nothing. It's creepy. gonna go bad. Right. It's gonna go bad. Just it's, let it go. It's gonna. <laughs> I think it already has. <laughs> but frankly, all right. Let's fire up today's ten ten take pockets. 
10 10 10 10 take now mike dempsey's 10 10 take brought to you by leonard truck accessories all right that is a really hard question for me to answer honestly i mean i i twist myself in knots with this who do you think starts the most games at left tackle for the jaguars next season i don't think cam robinson plays under the existing structure mm-hmm. of i don't deal. either so what does that mean do they extend him out lower the cap figure <sighs> I think ultimately I'm going to bet on them moving on and saving that $16 million because you've got two capable starting tackles on this team. Doesn't mean you won't invest and maybe you draft a guy who fights his way into the starting lineup, but I may go a little contrarian here and say Walker Little. Um, Even if they think – like it would make sense if you think Anton Harrison could play left that you'd install him there because – that's the more valuable position for the long term. But – and maybe it's because he was a rookie and they didn't want to move him around. He wanted him to focus on one thing. But I'm going to say because, you know, when Cam has not been available, Walker Little's been the guy they've turned to there. I'm going to say Walker Little is the guy that starts the most games. I, I'm in the vast minority on this. I just know – I'm approaching it from aspect of me. I, I don't know, think I could pass up the ability to – save $16 million against the cap when I've got two guys who can start at the NFL level and I'm in position if I wanted to refresh that position with the 17th pick in the draft. So uh could be Harrison, but I'm going to say Little. Uh, Tony, who's your vote go to? Uh, my vote would go to Walker Little as well. Really? And, and I think, look, I, I expect them to move on from Cam Robinson. I think if Cam comes back, he's going to be the left tackle. I think any of Agree the with people that. talking right tackle, it's nonsense. If they bring him back, I think he's going to be the left tackle. And I vote Walker Little as the left tackle at that point because we saw him play right tackle. He wasn't any good at it, right? I think he's an effective left tackle. I don't think he's an effective right tackle, right? And I think Anton has already shown you that, yeah, even if it's just for another year, he plays right tackle for one more year and then gets flipped to the left side in year three, fine. But I think Walker Little's best position at that point would be left tackle. I don't think Anton is that much of an upgrade at that position compared to we got to figure the out a way to get grade. Little and Harrison on the field together. And I think left and right, Little and Harrison in that order is the way that you do that. Who is it, Tom? Yeah, no, I, I think what Trent said at the press conference means something when he didn't really mention Cam. Wouldn't, I think Wouldn't he, commit to – Wouldn't commit to Cam, but he said we all know Anton can play left tackle. So uh, I do think they'll get a deal done with Cam, but – It'll be a restructured deal. The cap number will come down. In that sense, he's my left tackle. I don't think Walker – I look, I think Walker Little has – I'm keeping him on the team, mm-hmm. but they would have named him the guy a long time ago if they thought he was the guy. He's never been the guy. And if he was good enough to play left tackle – they would have moved on from Cam before or, or gone a different route. I'm just saying it. Sure, but the economics the combined with that, like you don't have to be, as they say, Mr. Right, but you might be Mr. Right now. Like is Walker Little un- good enough to at least open the season there? Maybe you draft a guy, maybe, you know, in a scenario where I'll, Cam's I'll, not on the this. roster. If, if Cam's not on the roster, Anton Harrison's my left tackle. Okay, okay. so, so who, who's your vote? Who starts the most games at left tackle? I'm going to say Cam. You, all right, I think you they bring Cam's him back. back. All right, let's say hello to XL Primetime. Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit TireOutlet.com careers. Equal opportunity employer. 
All right, Mia O'Brien is here. Uh, Mia, who would you vote for? Who starts the most games at left tackle for the Jags? One of the three tackles on the team right now or somebody else? And uh, which individual particularly who would you vote for? Walker Little will start every game at left tackle, and that will give the Jags quite the cap scenario, quite the question mark into next offseason, especially given, oh, wait for it. Do you know who Walker Little's agent is? The same as Josh Allen's. Well, you know, that I don't. Your quarterback might get killed next year, though. He's hopefully he'll find his number him. by then, which would be good. Yeah. But I, I could also see a scenario where they do draft like uh, Troy Fatano, yep. right? And yeah. they play him at guard for a year. Correct. And then next year, Anton's your left, and Fatano's your right tackle. I could absolutely Correct. see that. And, and then, you know, maybe you bring back Ezra Cleveland. Maybe you're just rolling with Luke Fortner or somebody else at center, but yeah. I could absolutely see that scenario. So yep. I, I'm surprised that we got three of four of us voted for Walker Little, honestly. Nail on the head, though, Mike. I think that you are absolutely on the money with what will happen in the draft. I think they'll draft Troy Fatanu or someone in that same mold where he can play guard right now, push Walker Little in the final year of a contract. If Walker Little performs well, great. Now you have two potential left tackles and you have an, a Pro Bowl caliber guard. Or if Walker Little doesn't perform, you kick Patanu out or you move him to right, right tackle. And so it's it's a good problem to have at that you point. Could, uh, you could absolutely would it be the worst thing in the world to have Anton Harrison as your left, a rookie as your right, and Walker Little as your swing tackle. Wouldn't be bad yeah. either. Yeah. I mean, that would be a better tackle position than a lot of teams in the league have right now. By the way, uh, the voting right now, 45% think Cam Robinson will be. So that means basically 55% think Cam won't be here mm-hmm. next year. Uh, 33% say Anton Harrison will be the starting left tackle for the most games. 14% agree with us on Walker Little and still 7.5% saying someone else in that mm. scenario, it's likely uh, maybe the left tackle falls to you at 17. I, and that's possible as well, right? I mean, if you get a, a guy that you feel is a, a long-term left tackle, Anton played fine on the right side, and, and you just go that route. I just do like me, as we just discussed, the versatility, because if yep. you did draft that left tackle, then you're, all right, Walker Little compete for a guard spot, but I'm not going to feel great about it, you know, whereas if I get Fatano, I get one of these mm-hmm. these maulers in yep. here. Now I'm, I'm, I'm improving a position, and I'm looking at the future. And it gives you flexibility moving forward. Yeah. Not that I think he's going to be a tackle at the next level, but in a pinch – you could push him out to left tackle at the very least while you then draft somebody in 2025, and then it creates at least a little bit more depth well, at that position. Well, certainly you could kick Anton out there. Right, and or you, you move could play, Anton Right, in. you could right. play Fatano. Everybody right. seems to yep. think Fatano could play right or guard uh, in right. the league. So, anyway, what are you guys doing today? Um, well, let's see. Uh, of course, I'd be remiss if, uh, if you're not watching on the live stream without taking a little victory lap. Uh, I will only briefly mention Caitlin Clark breaking the NCAA scoring record for the women's basketball ranks. Uh, we will also get into, did you guys see the clip floating around from C.J. Stroud's interview on The Pivot? I did. Yeah, apparently Fred Taylor. Uh, what you can we got? do about the kids, man? Got set in his place? or Sitting maybe with the national champion. I don't, I don't think he's Fred like, got put in his place. I think C.J. Stroud looked like an ass. I think the University of Florida got a reality check from uh, from C.J. Stroud. Well, that's a C.J. Stroud not having a freaking clue about, uh, about who Fred Taylor is. Also I mean, that. where did you go to school? They asked him about not winning a championship at Ohio State. Uh-oh. Oh, I, I assumed you must have gone to Alabama or something. Hey, Fred's got one. Yeah, you know, so, played for two, one, yeah. one, right, and uh, you know, it just was the finalist for the whole thing. You didn't know that Freddie there. went to Florida. You know, c- c- apparently not.
Calm down these there, Rook. Kids. Calm down there, Rook. Exactly. Kids, they got no respect. <laughs> nice rookie season. Yeah. Exactly. Or to breaking your ass in half next year. Ooh. So we'll do that, Ooh. and Extra we'll, we'll break his ass in half as well. Yes. And uh, you know me. <laughs> and uh, I'm, listen, I'm on the juice from Caitlin Clark's record last She's night. Juiced. I've dropped about 80 shot. bucks on merchandise, um, <laughs> a new shirt. I just bought the newspaper poster from the Des Moines Register. So let's do it big on a Friday on XL Primetime. Coach Campo joins us at 2 o'clock as well. Excellent. Beauty. I'm on the clock in two of my 25 drafts right now. So I just got McCaffrey for the second time, though. Had to add a couple drafts this morning. Awesome. Finally got this, the first pick for the second time. Mm-hmm. So Got two mm-hmm. McCaffrey shares there, Tommy. Nice. And we're ready to roll. That's a good one. It's draft and season, baby. That's I love right. it. All right. I'll have 25 fantasy drafts done by the end of next week. Nice. Uh, where are you guys? You're all falling behind. All <laughs> right. Uh, that'll do it for us today. Enjoy a down weekend for the dad bods. Tommy Mack. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, Tony, enjoy your time off. going to rain all weekend long. As That's we, what they we say. We discussed at length at we'll the beginning of the program. see if it happens. You never know. All right. Uh, Pockets and I going to beat the rain out there on mm-hmm. the course this Just afternoon. Just beat it. Just beat it. Woo! Just <laughs> Beat it. I got you. I knew where you're headed with that one. Very nice. We're always on the same page. All right. Uh, remember, nothing cheap, nothing deep. That's right. We're gonna That's ra- your next next rated video store. Go check it out. There you go. Uh, Tommy Mack has spoken. It's in the back room, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, for Tony Smith, uh-huh. for Tom McManus, we have no control over. And for Dylan Denmark, I'm Mike Dempsey. Stick around for XL Primetime Jaguars today. We'll be back. You'll be off on Monday. We'll be right here talking Jag football with you from 10 to noon on 1010XL and 92.5 FM.